Olha que coisa mais linda, mais cheia de graça, é ela menina que vem e que passa, num doce balanço a caminho do mar. has always told me that it's like I flick a switch when I turn on Brazil. In general, Brazilians bubble over. They bubble over positively and they bubble over sad when they're sad. They're, uh... It did my human spirit a lot of good to learn how to bubble a little bit. That's Jenny K. Messner. Despite what she sang, she is not the girl from Ipanema. I grew up in a very small town in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. I am the descendant of farm folk, and my ancestors came over from Germany in the early 1800s as indentured farmers. My parents did not go to college. I was a bit of an achiever. So much of an achiever that she became her high school's first international exchange student. And I think my parents thought it was all a joke when I came home one day and said, well, what did you think if I applied to be an AFSer? And I think they both said, yeah, yeah, whatever. And um, it, it actually happened. I hyperventilated, and so did my family. It was in the 1970s that Jenny became an AFSer which used to stand for American Field Service. AFS opened my eyes at 16, and, and I was never the same. I think AFS gives you little wings that become bigger wings, and you're never quite the same. Jenny's transformative experience is a familiar one for students who study abroad, but many lose their language skills when they return to the U.S. Unless they find a way to continue to speak it, their fluency becomes just a golden memory of their youth. I came back and I was a little concerned that it was so difficult to find Portuguese. Finding Portuguese for Jenny became a series of challenges and opportunities, and ultimately a test from her own daughter. I'm Steve Levine. Welcome to America the Bilingual, where we report on bilingualism in the United States. During the First World War, a group of volunteer ambulance drivers decided it would be better to wage peace instead. They had the idea to send students overseas to learn other cultures and began what they called the American Field Service. Decades later, Jenny Messner was one of the beneficiaries of that idea when she spent a high school year abroad in Brazil. I had a month in which to learn Portuguese before I started regular high school down there. I remember going to bed with very bad headaches, just from all the concentration. I had the help of a host sister. We shared a bedroom, and she was very, very helpful in that. She was stern, and she wouldn't let me go to bed until I said the name of everything in the room. Jenny kept a journal while she was there, writing down every Portuguese word she learned in her classes. You could see in the journal the transition from all English to all Portuguese fairly quickly. It was total immersion, and I'm a firm believer that that's the best way. (music) 
She returned home fluent in Portuguese, but she knew she would need to spread her wings farther than Lancaster County if she was going to continue speaking it. She was accepted to the University of Pennsylvania and credits her AFS year as one reason she got in. Determined not to lose her language wings while at Penn, she got a job as a tour guide for the Philadelphia Civic Center, where one day... One time I took a bus of Brazilian sailors on a tour of Philadelphia, all in Portuguese. You think of a Brazilian sailor as maybe a little flirtatious, and they never... I scared them half to death, I think. They sat perfectly still and wide-eyed. I think it disarms people when they hear me speak because I can be so Brazilian and I just don't look like that would ever be possible. It's one thing, you know, to be blonde, blue-eyed and relatively Germanic looking and then open your mouth and turn into, you know, somebody from Sao Paulo. Jenny majored in international relations with a focus on Latin America, but she would soon graduate, another point at which young people often begin to lose their hard-won language skills. So she applied for a fellowship. Oh, I was determined. It was part of me then. I didn't want to lose it. Jenny won the fellowship and was soon on her way back to Sao Paulo. It's one thing to say you can get back on the bike and ride the bike, but that doesn't work with languages. You've got to keep using them. You've got to be able to hear them in your head. Jenny parlayed her fellowship into a career in international banking, first in Brazil and then in Boston. She was not only speaking, she was reading technical documents in Portuguese as well. She had found a way to live in her adopted language back in the U.S. she wanted later on in her life to somehow pay back that experience and transformational year that she had. That's Jorge Castro, the president of AFS USA. He's talking about how Jenny and her husband Mike started a foundation in 2007 that gives AFS scholarships to high school students. She started some 10 years ago wanting to support one student from her local community where she grew up because she had had her own experience coming at the time from a very, very humble background. We gave one scholarship and then we gave more and more and pretty soon we got it up. It's over 200 now. Jenny and Mike's foundation is called the Speedwell Foundation named after their farmhouse in Pennsylvania. Every year they offer scholarship for as many as 20 students. The one caveat, students must go to countries where they speak a language other than English. They believe that investing the money in these transformational experiences, they get back much more than probably anyone else gets by giving money to build a building. Just listen to what Jenny and Mike do get back. Kristen Miller. Those are some of their students who have returned from their AFS year. They were all together enjoying a tradition that Jenny and Mike started. They offer every year a picnic in their local community in Pennsylvania for the students and the families of the students who are about to embark in the experience. And they open 
that invitation to all of the former participants of the program. It's always very touching to me to hear Jenny when she grabs the mic and tells everyone about her experience, why she feels so strongly to give back to these kids. One of the most important reasons that I thought we should do this program was that after 9-11, and having been close to New York for that whole disaster, I just had the feeling that Americans were circling the covered wagons and we didn't want to go abroad anymore. And I felt that in the young people in the area in Pennsylvania, um, it was a very, very fearful time. There's another reason Jenny loves these annual reunion picnics. And the transformation in these young people is just startling. They are so young and scared when they're about to go, as are their parents. And when they come back, they are worldly. They're confident, they're standing taller, they look you right in the eye when they talk to you. But it hasn't been as easy as you might think to award these scholarships. In recent years, fewer high school students have been applying to be AFSers, especially for full-year programs. Jenny sees a troubling trend among parents and their children to follow what they think is a safe path. What concerns me is that schools are cranking out cookie-cutter perfect students who have to take all the AP courses and get the 4.3 GPA. I think parents might not be helping this in having their students do so many things the same way as everybody else, so they're sure to get into the right college. And so they don't open their eyes to opportunities like this. Jenny and Jorge both told me that some parents are nervous about letting their children study abroad and think that with all there is to do at home, why bother? We really need to bother right now. There are so many barriers between us and other people. And I know from personal experience that the walls just come down the minute you make the effort and show that you've tried to learn to communicate with them. It's just a gesture of respect instead of assuming that everybody's doing it our way. It's one thing to be an exchange student yourself and to encourage others to do so. It's quite another when one of your own children wants to take the plunge. It was my daughter, my youngest, who... Caught the bug from mom. She always says that if it was difficult for her as a participant when she went to Brazil, it was 10 times harder as a mother <laughs> to let her daughter go for a year abroad. But she couldn't say no because she did it when she was her age. become scarier in a lot of ways and that's affecting the willingness of students and their parents to consider this as an option. I found that out later when my daughter came home from Italy and you you know what it's like to have sent your little girl off with her little wings. So it's um, it's a lot to ask of these parents. Jorge told me that Rebecca, Jenny's daughter, is what AFS proudly calls a double dipper. She participated in two different programs of AFS. A shorter program to Ghana, and then she spent a year in Italy. I asked Jorge what he would say to parents who are uncertain about sending their children away for a year during high school. I would tell them 
don't close your minds, see around you and understand that the world today is not the world that we grew up in and that understanding knowledge of other cultures, languages, different points of view is what will make the world change for good in the future. And what would Jenny tell parents? I would say take a deep breath and if your child shows an interest in the world out there, please encourage them, even though it's not something you have done, even though it's not something you really want them to do, give them a leap of faith and be not afraid. The America the Bilingual podcast is part of the Lead with Languages campaign of ACTFUL, the American Council on the Teaching of Foreign Languages. This episode was written by Mim Harrison, the editorial and brand director of the America the Bilingual Project, and produced by Fernando Hernandez, who does the sound design and mixing as well. The associate producer is Becky Rankin. Graphic arts are created by Carlos Plaza Design Studio. Meet the team on americathebilingual.com. Our thanks to Marlene Baker and the rest of the staff at AFS USA. Support for the America the Bilingual Project comes from the Levenger Foundation. Music in this episode, Quasi-Motion by Kevin McLeod, was used with a Creative Commons attribution license. Our thanks to Epidemic Sound for helping us make beautiful music together. Thanks for listening for America the Bilingual. This is Steve Levine.